When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you think they'll both play in the same team then? I think they'll probably buy someone, so I think it's relevant talking about it. Oh, you're not joking. The Fantasy Football Show. Hello everybody, my name's James, welcome to the Planet FPL People's Poll podcast where we give the Twitter slash X community uh, a number of topics to choose from for a given podcast. And it's all FPL related this week, but firstly let me introduce you to Clayton Fernandez, who's standing for Surge. How are you Clayton? I'm good mate, I'm back from Eindhoven in one piece. Did you have a good time? Loved it, absolutely. How was Amsterdam, any stories you can share publicly? Uh, no, okay. none that can cool. be shared publicly. Fantastic. Um, uh, Clayton's more culturally aware than such, so I'll bend him off today. Not true, actually. <laughs> um, right, there's three topics that were in the vote. The first was, which is the better week to wildcard? Game week 19 or game week 20? A lot of people have been holding out till game week 19. Uh, many of them, like myself, have activated now and gone early. But I think now there's a case to say that game week 20 could be better than game week 19. There's pros and cons. The real reason 20s obviously come up more is City Brentford's obviously not going in there now. So you're not going to use the triple captaincy chip in game week 20. So why not maybe wildcard in game week 20? Might be a little bit easier to move off Salah and Son one week early before, as we'll talk about a little bit on this podcast. Um, the other option was to talk about goalkeepers because that's just been a mess. It's like whatever goalkeeper you buy seems to get flagged and injured at the moment. But there has been some good news over the last 24 hours or so. Obviously, Martin Dubravko was rumoured to have a problem, played for Newcastle last night in defeat to Milan that saw them exit the Champions League. And we think Alphonse Ariola is back in training with West Ham tonight. Don't know if he'll play in the Europa League game, um, but we think he's back in training. Me and Sudge would be very confident it will go back in goal ahead of... Fabianski. And to be honest, with them two fit, that might be my two goalkeepers on wildcard. More discussion on that probably tomorrow. Today, what you voted for as a comfortable winner. I knew within about two minutes it was going to win the vote. And I'm surprised. Um, you wanted us to talk about um, AFCON and the impact of the African Cup of Nations and also, of course, the Asia Cup, um, which are both happening in January through February, we're going to talk some of the dates, some of the impacts, players that will be missing and what the impact of that is, players who might get starts who are not getting starts at the moment, for example. Um, but I think the major headline, of course, is we're losing two players who are instrumental to the game at the moment. And it's going to leave a lot of excess money, Clayton. Because uh, if you sell Mo Salah and Hyun Ming's son, you're uh, putting in, I don't know, around about 22 million worth yeah. of budget into your squads. Have you got both at the moment? I have, and I've got no idea where I'm going at the minute. I'm gonna, I'm one of those. I'm gonna deal with it nearer the time, but obviously, I think this will be very helpful to try and figure that out. I think um, the instinct for many managers is just to spread the money. Yeah, I've got the money, so I've spread the money, and players who um, are obtainable 
but perhaps you go, oh, it's a bit expensive. You suddenly start looking at, I'm fairly certain we'll get to January and people, oh, Marcus Rashford had a good game last week <laughs> or Bruno Fernandes or, and obviously Trent is obviously in really good form at the moment. I think Trent's one a lot of people be thinking, well, I can afford it over this period. Let's go there. So I think there's a debate to be had about spreading the money. Are you then going to say the other side of the fence is how do you then get them back? Um, it's part of it, and it obviously <coughs> falls into obviously getting Haaland back. At time of recording, we don't know the status of Erling Haaland for this weekend, but I think we're, we're probably not in a situation where we're doubting it'll be available by the end of the month as a worst-case scenario. So 19, obviously, they come back from the Club World Cup after their blank. A lot of people want to buy back then. But it is Everton away, and you can make a case. Mo Salah away to Burnley is the best captaincy anyway. Wait an extra week. Then game with 20, I'm the Sheffield United. You don't want to miss, basically. So it might be that Salah's the sacrifice then to park yeah. get Hall, and that's shoving a lot of that money. But then what about if you move Sun as well? And interestingly, um, I watched Black Box quite late last night, um, and I know Mark Southerns was talking about even holding um, Salah because he's got so much value tied up in the yeah. player which is an, an impact so when you're asking someone what should I sell or keep the value you've got in a player is quite important so for me I've put Salah in on wildcard this week so that's a definite sell right 100% but for Mark who's had him since sort of 12.5 and he's looking at him now at 13.1 which I imagine is going to become 13.2 fairly soon um, in fact he might have only gone 13.2 he's 13.2 yeah. yeah I was just looking I bought him at 12.6 so it might be 13.3 so if he's, if he's selling when he goes to Africa he's probably selling at maybe 12.9 that's my situation yeah there's something to be debated there so I didn't you, really consider that well yeah. he, he, he does it he does have an impact yeah I think you have to consider that because even if you went well I'll spread the money you're effect, the chances are effective is you'll be buying back at a greater cost yeah um, players prices can go down while they're obviously red flags so Salah's son, when they go to these competitions, obviously will be. Then when they become unflagged, so when the availability happens again, that's when the price is locked. So then the transferring back in for a week or so doesn't have an impact. No. So you are going to buy back at a, probably a shitter value than what you're selling at if you're that far up. Um, my equivalent would be on Sun that I bought at 9.1, and I think he's... He's either gone to or going to 9.7. He's 9.6 at the minute, so going there. Yeah, yeah. he'll be 9.7. If not before deadline, then Friday night. I think you can expect the change. So I'd be selling 9.4. Yep, me too. That, I think, is a sell for me. Same. Personally. The Salah one, I get a little bit more, despite the fact there's greater value in it. And I get it more as well because I'm not sure you know where you're going to spend it. I look at Sun and think, well, can I dip that into like Martin Odegaard for a few weeks, for example, <coughs> and just, just hold it? So my thought process at the moment, it's not to say I won't change, would be, and it is a little bit dependent on Haaland's fitness this week, because if Haaland's fit, I might not carry Saka and Bowen on wildcard. So when Salah and Sun guard, we've got Saka and Bowen, okay, yeah. that's the two I want. But if they stay with then there's a debate, debate to say where you go. But I think it's that. I then go into a, a couple of relative differentials for a few weeks. Someone like Martin Odegaard. I'm going to talk a little bit about Brighton on this podcast. Yep. Maybe there's something worth their punting while they're not um, playing European football. Um, although the most interesting ones go away to these tournaments as well, which we'll cover. My idea would be to save them. Just leave the money, I think. Not fart about with the positions and just stay in the midfield area. If I can afford the likes of Odegaard, if I think like a Fernandes or Rashford, something like that's a short-term punt, then yeah, do it. Yeah, I think I'm the same. I'm just going to 
to be honest, just being simple about it, get whoever I think is going to score the most points in that period. But I'm not going to overthink the how will I get them back. I think I'm just going to go steaming, get what I can to maximise points in that period and then try and figure out so a, a route back when it comes e- around. An example would be, so for me on wildcard, and it'll be people are still going to use this. I think at the moment, my likely draft, I'm probably going to leave about two and a half million in the bank. Okay. What the benefit of that does is, then if I sell, say, Salah in game with 20, they have Newcastle at home their last game before he goes to AFCON, get Haaland back. I don't have to drop Salah to like a four point, yeah. whatever. I can go into like Richarlison's level, yeah. which is then say then in ready. So then when Sun's gone, I've got Richarlison playing nine and then I can use Sun to say Odegaard. Yeah. Something like that is the sort of plan that I'm looking at at the moment that all goes out the window by the way if Erling Haaland is past fit <laughs> and by the way you absolutely should watch last night's black box to listen as a Mark's debate and I recommend watching the video rather than listen to it because as is shock on his face having already sold Haaland this week when oh, Mark wow. says him no it's really not a fracture and that you can see the panic it as, <laughs> as he realises that he might you sure? And Mark's like yeah he, he's not definitely he probably isn't going to play this weekend he's like it's not but definitely it's not out. definitely yeah, okay. really good content the guys are brilliant Right, let's do some clarity. And they actually covered a bit of AFCON on that as well. Let's cover off um, dates, which is uh, really important. So first thing I think really important to clarify is everybody will be involved in Game Week 20. Yep. So and there's a little bit of concern about, say, the West Ham and Brighton players because they play on January 2nd um, and also even Mo Salah on January the 1st. Um, because the original stipulation from uh, FIFA was that players had to be released, I think, in at least 10 days before the tournament, okay. which would have meant like a January the 1st exit. So if the international teams wanted to enforce it. Now, I'm sure in Egypt's case, they'd have gone, OK, yeah, Salah can play for you come the next day. But it could have enforced it if they yeah. wanted to. Okay. FIFA amended the date to January the 3rd. So those guys are absolutely fine. The, the clubs are under no pressure. So even like Kudos on January the 2nd against Brighton, he can play. No pressure from that perspective. Had the City-Brentford game gone in on January 4th, technically Cameroon would have been well, well within their rights if Brian Boomer had been fit to say, you can't play. Wow, okay. Um, so January 3rd is the release date that the international teams in these two tournaments can absolutely demand. Now... It might not work out that bad in terms of the number of games that FPL players miss. So Game Week 21 is obviously a split weekend. It's split over two weekends. They're calling it a winter break. But anybody that draws in the FA Cup third round is not going to feel like they get much of a break because they're going to have an FA Cup third round replay smack in the middle of that. And also the four teams in the Carabao Cup semifinals are not going to feel like it's a huge break either. Um, in any case, Game Week 21 is split over two weeks and it's essentially roughly the period of the group stage in these two tournaments. So the African Cup of Nations starts on su- Saturday the 13th. The Asia Cup starts the day before on Friday the 12th. Interestingly, the group stage of the Asian Cup actually goes on an extra day sh- scheduled to finish on Thursday the 25th. The AFCON group stage finishes on Wednesday 24th. Now, if anybody's team gets eliminated in the group stage of this, it is, in theory, potentially possible that these guys will be back for game week 22 and miss one game. Do you know what the general gist is? Do they ever come back and have rest, or do they just go straight in? Um, I think there's, there's, there's two key things to consider on that. One is, um, I think if, if someone goes out in the group stage and they just play two or three Slightly games, probably three games... It's not much different to just going away for an international break, right? So come back. Um, But you may need to, in some circumstances, consider the psychological impact. 
True. Some of these players, particularly yep. if they're playing, you know, I don't want to use Salah as an example, but I'll use it. Maybe even with Sonny, right? If he goes away with South Korea and a guy in the group stage, like that's a monumental failure. Yeah. There's going to be a lot of external pressure on what that looks sure. like. And okay. you can never really tell what um, the psychological impacts will be. I mean, a lot of people reference that after Egypt lost the last one on penalties to Sadio Mane, Senegal, um, Salah's performances when he came back were not great. Yeah. And was there a kind of real burden impact on the fact they lost the penalty, uh, lost the final on penalties? So it might be that there's individual decisions there where managers go, I'm going to ease you back into this. But I would have thought coming off the group stage, yeah, probably straight back in. Cool. And Game Week 22 is a midweek set of fixtures, which will start on Tuesday the 30th. So your worst case there is someone plays in the Asia Cup last group stage game is five days at least till the Tuesday fixtures, January the 30th, which does include, I think you're playing at Night in the Forest and yep. Aston Villa playing Newcastle on that particular evening. Now, if you're hoping for players, oh my God, they might only miss one game, you're probably out of luck, <laughs> I'm afraid to tell you, because it's the same format as the European Championship. So it's 24 teams across six groups. So only eight teams get eliminated in the group stage. So you've got the four best third place teams, obviously advance, and then it's last 16, so on. In terms of the Asian Cup, um, it's extremely unlikely that any of the favourites, I think, would, would get knocked out in the group stage. There's balance across the draw. There's no group there. You go, oh, that's, that's like the group of death, if you will. Um, favourites in that tournament, um, so South Korea um, are only around about fifth favourites. They're likely to meet Iran in the quarterfinals is their path. They're similar in the betting at the moment, actually, those two nations. Okay. And Japan, um, are like, who are, I think, are the favourites are likely to meet Australia or Saudi Arabia okay. in the quarterfinals. Expecting your Mitomas, Tomiyasus, Huangs, Huming Sons to come back before the quarterfinal stage Wishful thinking. Is, is really unlikely. Now, the quarterfinals in the Asia Cup are the Friday the 2nd and Saturday the 3rd weekend, which is the same weekend of game week 23. Yep. So... I think for the Asian players going, it is reasonable to assume that these guys are going to miss at least three game weeks. I think in the case of those, the semifinals is then the midweek and then game week 24 is the weekend after. Now, again, I think this will come down to circumstance. So let's say hypothetically, um, and interestingly, Tottenham play Brighton in the weekend of game week 24. And I guess Mitoma and Son are obviously important players for their nations and both of these two teams. If they met in the semi-final on the sixth or the seventh and are playing each other that weekend, could they play like the loser? Like it's possible. Yeah, it is possible. It's possible. I think particularly in Sonny's case, because he's captain, he might feel a real responsibility to come back. I would imagine under that circumstance, Ange would probably be a bit sensible about it and say, look, if you're desperate, mate, come and sit on the bench for me and if I need you, you're here. Yeah. Would probably be more to take. Interestingly, the finals of both tournaments um, are the weekend of 10th and 11th. AFCON, by the way, has a third and fourth place playoff. So any team, unlike the Asia Cup, which doesn't, the Asia Cup, if they go out in the semi-final, they yep. could play <coughs> in game week 24. If your team go, if your player goes out of AFCON in the semis, it's not going to happen because there is a third and fourth place playoff, which is the same weekend 
as game with 24. So you'll know after the quarterfinals. So I think it's reasonable to think if a player goes out in the quarterfinal, next weekend is game with 24 available. Yep. If they win that weekend, definitely out of game with 24. And you can know that nice and early. A little bit more jeopardy with the Asian players in terms of their availability for 24. Um, I think also similarly, um, the last 16 in both tournaments is across, uh, it starts on the Saturday the 27th um, in AFCON and it starts Sunday the 28th in the Asia Cup. Now, the game week 22 is the midweek after that weekend. So again, if, I don't know, Mo Salah went out on Saturday the 27th in the AFCON last 16, could he rock up for Liverpool in game week 22? It's, it's not impossible. It's not impossible. But I think, I think yeah. again, that's probably a substitute appearance under yeah. that sort of circumstance if he did want to be available. I think the maximum players could miss is five weeks. And I think there's a case for that, even though the tournaments basically only cover four FPL game weeks. You've got to consider if a team wins here. Yeah. You ain't just going to go back to your club, no, are you? You're going to be going on a jolly. Well, I think yes. Yeah, and rightly so. I think Celebrate, yes. Yeah. Um, so game week 25 is, is the weekend after AFCON. It is worth saying, though, that midweek afterwards, um, game f- week 24, is European fixtures. Okay. Do you know who the favourites are for AFCON? Well, there are. Uh, currently, I think there's six teams are in single-digit figures um, in the betting market at the moment. I'll tell you those. So it's Senegal, Algeria, Morocco, Ivory Coast, and Salah's Egypt. Um, oh, and Cameroon, sorry. They're the six teams who are kind of all under 10 to 1 in the betting at the moment um, for that tournament. So that's a. Th- there'll be more teams under that line than there will be for the Euros. Let's put it that way, right? Yeah. So, very competitive tournament. And it's not. I, I would have a bet with you that someone will go out in the AFCON group stage that is unexpected. Oh, 100%. Always I feel seems like that, that always happens. Always in seems yeah. to happen in that tournament. Um, and there's four other nations I think would think they've got a realistic chance of going deep in the tournament Nigeria, Tunisia, Ghana people might be surprised at kind of double digit figures and um, Mali we were just talking off camera we'll speak about them a little bit um, Clayton thinks they've got a good midfield <laughs> they do okay fine um, so look it, it could be that someone ends up going to AFCON and generally missing one game week it is possible however I think unless you've got massive value stored in a player as per Mark's example with Mo Salah then I think it's a sell yeah and I'm particularly your budget players anyway get rid so for me on wildcard now my intention I think fairly obviously is to go with Mo Salah and Ming Sun there's four good weeks of fixtures that I need those two players for that for me rules me out of ev- any other player yeah that is African or Asian call it racism if you want <laughs> but I think it's smart you're for before the camera mate <laughs> No, but say say someone, if I'm sitting there, I'm going, oh, oh Abdullah Dekore. I mean, Abdullah Dekore, we think, is not going to go. A so it's a bad, bad example. example. <laughs> Alex Iwobi's yeah. a better example, right? Yeah. Alex Iwobi, people can joke, he's in good form for Fulham right at the yep. moment. They're playing well. His underlying numbers are pretty good. Mm-hmm. I'm talking tactics today. He's part of a few clips I feature where he really is hitting the box when the ball hits the left-hand side and stuff. There's no chance I'm getting him. No. Yeah, me either. I don't need to get the game week 21 and have Salah son. Oh, bloody old Alex Awobi's a problem as well. Yeah, no, like, I don't either. need that. There's enough good other choices for me not to consider going down that route. So I think it's worth having a look through um, the teams. And I want to shout out a really good article, which is actually a month old um, 
by all about FPL, but I'll share it in the uh, link on the bio so you can have a look at it. It basically lists every player that could go to AFCON and, and basically everything you need, if you're thinking, oh, I need to take notes on this, everything you need is in this article in terms of the dates of the tournaments, um, everything's in there that you need. I'll link it into the bio. But I think it's worth running through the teams to give us an understanding of what may happen over this period. So, your team, Clayton, losing... Mohamed Elneny's not a big deal, I think. Nope. But he might have been good cover for Thomas Partey, who presumably is going to go if If fit. he's fit, yeah. But um, Arteta did hint that he might be back for Liverpool, didn't he, last that. week? Yeah. Um, <clears throat> so, look, at the moment you're coping without him. So, if you judge Arsenal on what you're seeing at the moment, I think that is what it is. Yep. Tommy Asu, obviously. He's more of a big miss, yeah. Well, he might... He might be injured anyway, right? Yeah. Um, he's probably not going to be back, I guess, before... Um, no, he's not back for Liverpool. ...the tournament in Asia. Uh, right. So, Arsenal's pretty much as it is now, basically, with the fitness players they've got. Aston Villa lose Bertrand Traore, who's not featuring much. I don't think that's such a big deal. Um, for Bournemouth, Dango Rotoro, Hamid Traore, we haven't seen much, are, are going to go. Um, Antoine Semenyo is the more important one. Yep. Uh, who's obviously, we presume, is going to be called up by Ghana. Seen a few and people looking at him as an yeah, amazing, right? Yeah, to be honest, he's not out of... He, he is out of running for me on that basis alone, unfortunately. Yeah. But he wouldn't be. And if you are looking for an enabler, I've still said several times recently, like if it's Semenyo or Archer, I probably rather would have Semenyo over this next little period. Also consider that if you were to have him, one of the reasons he, he wouldn't be totally out of running, if I'm spreading that Salah son money and I'm sitting there with him... <laughs> Probably getting a more expensive forward. Yeah, anyway. exactly. So you won't be left. I, don't with him. I think he's one that's he's, he's not terrible to still go and get. Um, for Brentford, um, Frank and Yekas going has been playing regularly in midfield, but I wouldn't describe him as first choice. Like Matthias Jensen's close to fitness. Vitali Janot's obviously been covering at fullback quite a lot. The bigger ones are obviously Visser and Bumo. And you know Tom is going to be screaming at us. Tom Med, if he's listening, is screaming about Neil Mulpay. And, and I'm listening. And I get it. I get it. I mean, if you, were, if, you, if you do get to this period and you've got Semenyo as your third forward and haven't got much money in the bank, you probably are going to end up looking at Neil Mulpay, who's almost certainly going to play these games. The thing is, the fixture... So, Forest at home, nice. But then Tottenham away, City at home and then Wolves away that's the thing is the fixtures are a bit rough and the caveat because what Go happens on. with a Forest fixture it's uh, Ivan Tony's first game of availability ah okay so he doesn't definitely play I did sorry not put, Tom Med. I did not put two and two sorry, together Tom about Med. that sorry mate I tried yeah so when these guys <laughs> go um, which Brentford's last game in game week 20 is I want to say it's Crystal Palace maybe away I think um you Obviously, they go, and then Tony technically is back for game week 21. Now, someone might so, buy Tony. I was just going to ask. He's also a possibility. But what I would say is, I wouldn't be gambling on Mulpay playing in like a, <laughs> a wide position, because there's no doubt if Tony's still there, he'll be playing as the number nine. So yeah. actually, that's not on the table. And it might be that we land in this period, by the way. And again, take that Semenyo example, and you're sitting there with a seven, seven eight million in your bank going, I'll go straight to Tony. Punt it, yeah. I mean, it'd be no one's team, will it? Oh. So, uh, Brighton's really interesting. What's really interesting about Brighton, uh, um, I've done um, a difficulty tracker 
um, which is available on my planner. And for those on YouTube, you may see it during the course of this video as well. Um, of the difficulty of game which 21 to 25. Not included 25, because I think it's just the, the winners of tournaments likely to go away. So it's not a representation of everyone. But I think it's that's the period during the, the tournament. Over game which 21 to 25, I rate Brighton best. Um, Wolves at home, Luton away, Crystal Palace at home. And it could even be that by game week 24, Mitoma and that is back. Um, or it might be that you, your players that you want, Salah or Son, might be back. So it could be if, if you went, well, I'll go a Brighton player for three weeks and then Salah or Son might be back in game week 24. Like that's a, a possibility, yeah. basically. So Wolves at home, Luton away, Chris Palace at home, then they go to Tottenham. By the way, Brighton have a really good run of fixtures after that Tottenham game as well. So we're going to buy Mitoma or Dingra, Clayton. <laughs> well, we can't buy either. Neither. Because Mitoma's obviously going to go and play for Japan. And Simona Dingra, um, presumably, will be called up by Ivory Coast. Tarek Lamptey, uh, I don't know if he's still in Suji's team or not. He might be, actually. Um, presumably, will be called up for Ghana. So with those fixtures and with the players missing, I want Brighton. Where am I going? And it might be that it lands and that is what people want. Um Buenanotti presumably is going to play quite a bit. Ansu Fati is not going to be available for this period. Okay. Definitively injured. You mentioned Enciso might be back. Well, yeah, that's the one that I, he's... He was always targeting end of December, Julio Enciso. Um, and we've not had much updates in terms of injuries on Brian. Like, for example, we, we don't have a definitive timeline on Solly March's knee injury. No. Even though he got injured, what, five, six game weeks ago. And many of us have assumed that he could be out for the season. No one has definitively said how long he's out. Presumably, he won't be back for that period, I would guess. Obviously, if he is, you'd be very, very interested. Buonanotti will play or not. I think João Pedro may end up playing in a wider position quite a lot. You mentioned Evan Ferguson to me off camera. Yep. It's worth saying Danny Welbeck is back in training as well, but whether he'll be fit over that period is God knows. Pascal? Pascal Gross would be under consideration. I think Adam Lalana, when fit, will probably play in the 10 position quite a bit. So... Uh, game with 21, just on those three fixtures, will get a little bit of attention, I think, from Brighton. And I think if Insisto has returned before then, that's a really interesting. Yeah, one. I'm pretty confident that I will punt a Brighton. I don't like it, will obviously need to be decided nearer the time, but that run of three, especially with two key players being out, I think there's a huge opportunity there if you get it right. I mean, I've got, I've got them best for those four game weeks. There's no doubt that they're the best on the first three. Yeah. Oh, first three, so even with absolutely. the Tottenham fixture, I've still got them best yeah. over that first four. Uh, for Burnley, Lyle Foster, we think, is probably going to be back any time now, basically, um, from his uh, mental health issues. He'll, he'll likely go and play for South Africa, who are a big price, by the way, okay. about 40 to 1 in okay. the tournament, so not considered one of the favourites. Uh, and Zaruri, who we haven't seen much of this season, did well in the Championship last year, likely to join Morocco. No major impacts there, other than... I mean, they might buy another forward anyway. That's the other consciousness as well when you're talking about any of these teams and potential replacements. Know that, oh, right, Lau Foster's going to go. Uh, Jay Rodriguez definitely going to play. is definitely going to play. Well, they'll go and get someone, yeah. There's every chance um, that they may go and get someone, yeah. Uh, right, Chelsea. One player scheduled to leave only, but knowing them, they'll probably go and buy three players who are <laughs> playing at AFCON or something. I don't know. Um, Nicholas Jackson likely to be called up for Senegal. Well, Mr. Nkunku. Mr. Nkunku, or uh, a lot cheaper, Mr. Armando Breuer. You, okay, so do you think they'll both play in the same team then? 
I think they'll probably buy someone, so I think it's relevant talking oh, about Oh, you're not it. joking? No, I don't think Pochettino would have come out and said. Because Pochettino wasn't one to, at Tottenham. He knew he was under restrictions at Tottenham because the new stadium and stuff. Wasn't one to start coming out and begging for money and stuff. No. After they got beat, Evan, he's like, yeah, we need to buy players. Yeah, because I... Because uh, I haven't got enough. I look at their... <laughs> James staring <laughs> into the camera. Uh, I look at their fixtures and it's Fulham at home, Liverpool away, granted tough, but then Wolves at home, Palace away. And... Again, that's one where I, I don't mind a bit of Chelsea attack. And I'm thinking, yeah, Broha. Yeah, I mean, I think even with, with those fixtures, like Fulham at home, Liverpool away, Wolves at home, Crystal Palace away, you can see, I think midfielders stand out most because we know we're going to have the Salah Sun money in many cases. Yeah. So someone like Raheem Sterling, if he's in the right form at the time. Um, Cole Palmer, obviously. Perhaps if Sterling's injured, like punting uh, Mikhail and Mudrik for a few games, for example. You'd laugh, but then actually Liverpool away might even be a more suitable game. Yeah. So remember his debut he, at Anfield? That was, yeah, he looked like a world beater when he came we've on. ever seen of him, yeah. but in any case. <laughs> um, so it might not even uh, be a terrible period for him. But I think Chelsea will buy. Uh, for Palace, is a few games. Check the Corey's out for the season anyway, so obviously won't go now. Jeffrey yeah. Schlupp and Jordan Ayew will join up with Ghana. Palace, uh, by the way, just on that, are likely to be without Sam Johnson for the weekend's trip to Manchester City. So Remy Matthews probably will play in goal. There are doubts about Lerma. Are you suspended? Edwards a doubt as well. Yeah, as uh, I'm hoping for you, Horner's not fit, mate. Um, for Everton, Abdullah Dekori I've mentioned, right? And this is a little bit complicated. So Dekori made his debut for Marley earlier in the year. Um, having previously represented France at younger age groups. He said in an interview with The Athletic last month that he didn't think he would accept the offer to go and play. Yep. I don't really know his reasons on that in terms of if there's an issue there with the international team um, or the management or there or whatever. Was he basically said, I want to stay and play for and help say, Everton. Yeah, is, it was in the context of that, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, but then I'm also sitting there, why did you bother going to play for them in the World Cup? Quite a bit. strange one. And I would just carry that... Just just to say that it's been reported that he said he won't play. No, what he said was, I think I won't. And I said to you off camera, Clayton, that if Everton kept winning over the next couple of weeks, that the situation maybe would change. It might change where suddenly Everton had 12 points clear of relegation, even with the deduction. Yeah. And he goes, actually, do you know what? We're in a better position. I thought we'd be in. Can I go? It, that could happen. Sure. I think it's unlikely because he said he thinks he won't go, but just... Bear that in mind, it's not 100%. Well, on and your they will try and call him up, I think. I, yeah. think, they'll, I think they'll put him, they'll announce him probably in their provisional squad. Yeah, I and think. then take it from and there. Then, yeah. But on the on your planner, you've actually got Everton bottom for a uh, fixture Yeah, but ranking, they've had some so tough fixtures recently, right? Oh, I mean beat Chelsea, so they've beat Newcastle, they've won at Forest. Yeah, I'm more thinking like, are they going to look at that run and think, no, we need him? And he would think the there same. There is that maybe, but I think, let, let's be real, because of the teams down there, if, if Everton did get themselves in a position where they win the next three or four games... Yeah, then like, they've got that buffer in. It's not, it's not even a buffer claim, it's safe. Yeah, yeah I, I safe. said, as soon as the deduction came in, I thought they'd be fine as well. Um, yeah, Idrissa Gay will almost definitely go and join Senegal, so there will be a hole in Everton's midfield anyway. Though I would say that I think when they're all fit, Gay's possibly not part of their best team now anyway. Really? It's Anana, James Garner and... Corey in front of that I think I think his Daesh's favoured set up oh, okay. uh, I thought you were talking about Senegal for a sec for that's why I went really for Fulham as mentioned early, uh, earlier Alex Iwobi um, will go and play for Nigeria as will teammate Calvin Bassey who arguably has kind of removed Tim Ream from the left centre back position Ream will obviously play 
during that period for Fulham. Uh, and I tell you what, if you are a little bit short between game which 22 and 24, Fulham have a, a really good free game run there. They go to Chelsea in game which 21, and then it's Everson at home, Burnley away, Bournemouth at home. Is your Harry Wilson propaganda time, coming full circle? This, no, because uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, Declan Dover Reid's still there as well. And, and I think actually the way they're playing now, Declan Dover Reid might be a more suitable replacement. We've now they've got Tom Kearney in the team and the distribution, the team's playing with a bit more pace. Um, but Tim Ream will play over that period, I should imagine. There is another Fulham player who will almost definitely go. That's Fado Balotore. Who? Yeah, they got him in on loan from AC Milan's also Senegalese. Uh, for Liverpool, Mo Salah will go. We know that, obviously. Um, Diogo Jota should be back fit by then and might be one again with the money you go, well, I'll just go another Liverpool player while Salah's absent. Jota will obviously get more minutes. He probably is the most suitable to cover that position on the right. I also think there's a possibility that they may, subject to the performances of others, use Dominic Sabosli in a higher position. He's played there plenty for Hungary. Um, They can obviously use the likes of Harvey Elliott in that position as the right-sided forward as well. So I wouldn't look at it and think, oh, Jota definitely plays. But it's the sort of one when it comes round, maybe you could go and punt. Luis Diaz? Um, I, I don't think it affects Diaz. This other side is. I it? meant more like, would you just go there as I, an option? To be honest, Diaz could play that side. Yeah, he, he definitely can. I I wouldn't have thought so. You're then taking, I think, your two best wide players and putting them. You're taking one out of the team and you're putting the other one out in his less favoured yeah. position. I know. I was just asking, would you just go for him as an option while Salah's there? Could do, could do, and. Listen, Nunes as well is probably still going to play a lot over that period. It's Bournemouth away, Chelsea at home, Arsenal away, Burnley at home. It probably depends, how, probably depends how we feel about Bournemouth when it comes round, yeah. whether we think that's a strong fixture or not, because they've obviously picked up form a lot recently. Uh, for Luton, Issa Kabore will go. So if you're looking at as your enabler that's going to cover you off for players disappearing during AFCON, that's highly unlikely. He'll join up with Burkina Faso, um, who I did look would be favoured to obviously get through the group as well. Uh, Peli Ruddock and, Pan, Pan, and Panzu, sorry, join up with Congo as well. What's... Uh, is Sambi Lukonga Belgian? He's Belgian, yeah. yeah. Um, for Manchester United... Uh, Hannibal will likely be called up for Tunisia. Sofian Amrabat will obviously go to Morocco. The the more interesting one, I guess, from a fantasy perspective, is Andrea Nana. Mm. Will go and play for Cameroon. And some Manchester United fans might think that's a bonus, although it does seem like all of his mistakes have been in the Champions League rather than the Premier League, to be fair. Another classic goal conceded the other night. <laughs> um, have you seen it? I've seen it. I'm trying not to comment because oh, I, 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 mean, do, I do stick a foot in with Man United. He, he tries to gamble really early and if, yeah. he, if he gets it right and saves it, he looks like a hero. But the fact that uh, it was Kingsley Coman scored, wasn't yeah. it? The fact he didn't take the shot, didn't... Yeah, okay. It, it, didn't, it, didn't, it wasn't a good look for him. Um, so look, the, the number two at United, uh, Atlay, I forget his surname, um, might play in goal. He's cheap as. I know a few have looked at him as a potential solution, um, but maybe Anana likes going out in group stages of major tournaments. So <laughs> at least that's one top four Manchester United got this this season. Boom, boom. Um, and to be fair, they may look at goalkeeper as well. That, there have been reports about them going back for De Gea and stuff, haven't there? Has it actually? <laughs> yeah. Not recently, but it was about oh. a month ago. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've like, seen oh, United are thinking about Anana going to AFCON and want to cover it up. Um, look, I think. A, a goalkeeper that's a real kind of free game week solution or something is just an ignore. Yeah. Agreed. It's just an ignore. And to be honest, it's Tottenham at home, yeah. Wolves away, West Ham at home, Villa away. Nah. I'm not inspired by I that. I think in I'd be case. using that as a reason to get rid of United defensive assets, if anything. 
Nightingale Forest don't have an easy period. No. Um, their fixture run never looks particularly terrible for us, but they've got difficult home games coming up. They've obviously played my team this week. But over AFCON, they play Arsenal and Newcastle at home. Newcastle will probably be in a better state by the time this game comes around. Remember, that's in February. And Brentford, Bournemouth away don't look like easy fixtures. And I, I mention them because they've got a lot of players disappearing, Clates. The most. Go on, you go for them. <clears throat> Tyro Awani. He's injured anyway. Uh, Olaina. Uh, Serge Aurier Willy so Bolly That's f- first and right choice Right backs basically Yeah Bolly back in the team At the weekend Yeah, yeah. Uh, Sangare Yeah Niakate And Kiyate So come So Kiyate and Sangare Both in midfield Kiyate basically came in the team For Sangare at the weekend They're both out Niakate and, and Bolly Some fans might yeah. make the case That particularly in the back three That those two either side of Murillo Might even be their their best immediate solution. Um, so I think we should be aware that it's probably more target them yeah. over that period because of players missing. That said, Neil Morpay and Brentford will be first up in game week 21. Oh, is that Ivan Tony's first game back? Did I mention that? Um, I've lost uh, internet connection, Clayton, so I need you to carry on from you. Uh, what do you want? Their run? Next team so, after yeah, Forest. It's my lot. So uh, they've got Arsenal at home, then they've got Bournemouth away, and then they've got Newcastle at home. So, yeah, if you've got Arsenal attackers that week. Uh, yeah, but that's what I mean. So, moving into from um, like granted, Sun to Odegaard, C- yeah, for example. City have Burnley at home that week. So, I think everyone will be capping Robot Man. But if you're looking for punting, um, yeah, I, I think it's firmly target Forest for that little stretch, considering it is first choice defenders that are out. That's a lot of players to go, right? A lot, I yeah. Mean, how, many, and then he, how many won't go with Nigeria? Because probably going to be out till late February we think anyway although um, I think he's worth knowing because it wouldn't be the first time Cooper told a little porky about an injury but as it's a long term one I think we'll, we'll trust it generally speaking but you're taking six players out of the squad Mate, I, I think they'll just struggle in terms to... of weakening your bench that's yeah. going to have an impact I think they'll struggle to get a win in that period they may well do what about Sheffield United just bet them to get anything over that period their fixtures aren't bad actually uh, how many have they got going? So, I mean, they're not they're not first choice players anyway. So, okay. Ishmael Koulibaly back up forward, likes to join um, Mali. Yasser Larucci, left wing back, will go to Algeria. Anis Ben Slimani, who a few were talking about as high hopes for in the summer, did miss a good chance at the weekend against Brentford. He'll join Tunisia, but he's not been playing much. Benny Traore, Ivory Coast, back up forward as well. Uh, so there's nothing coming no. out of what I would say is first choice team. It's bodies. It's worth mentioning they don't have a lot of bodies. Um, my team loses two key players. Well, actually, no, that's a lie, isn't it? We lose three because Sonny goes to the Asia Cup. Yep. Um, but in the midfield, we obviously lose Bissouma and Papsar. And I think anybody who saw the game at the weekend would certainly recognise um, that Saar has been a big miss, actually. Yeah. He's kind of not gone noticed, but he's been a big miss the last couple of games. Brings great energy to that midfield. So I think we just have to consider at the moment that if everyone was fit, Tottenham's midfield at Old Trafford in game with 21 probably does look something like Hoiberg, Lo Celso, Kulazeski. Okay. With no son in the front three. Mm. So then it's probably it's a different team then. Johnson, Richarlison, plus... Gill? Yeah, Hill, Manor Solomon might have a chance by then, maybe, of being back available. Um 
Or obviously you play someone like Skip and move Kulazewski back into front three. So look, Tottenham are going to be light over that period. It's also worth saying Tottenham do intend to do business in the transfer window. So there might be a, a new player that could even make their debut in theory at Old Trafford. The three fixtures afterwards aren't terrible though. Brentford at home, Everton away, Brighton at home. Uh, as a set of three collectively is, is not terrible. But I would certainly say I wouldn't go diving into Tottenham over that period. I was going to say. With three key players missing. But Richarlison probably will play through the middle. So as an OOP. Would you punt it? Given that run. Uh, yeah, I, I don't think it's, it's terrible. I don't hate it. I don't think it's terrible. Um, and again, a little bit like maybe even saying, do you want to move Salah just to the same team, just to cover it for a bit? Well, why not just go Sun to Richarlison and... Because offensively, you're... You might even decide over that period, well, I don't want to go back to Sun. If you think Richarlison's going to stay through through the middle, for example. So, yeah, I think, to be honest, that would be what more the one to consider. That said, if something did happen to Richarlison in the meantime as well, it could be that suddenly Brennan Johnson plays through the middle and it might be a consideration. But I think probably only the attacking players in terms of investment as new to cover. Sure. Like, by Pedro Porro now, for God's sakes, not in <laughs> January. Uh, West Ham have uh, a few players going themselves. Mohamed Kudos will join up with Ghana. Side Ben Rama might have meant more minutes, but he'll join up with Algeria. Uh, if Maxwell Corne ever got fit, it might be minutes for him, but he would likely join up with Ivory Coast. So there's three wide options there for West Ham that will go missing. So suddenly you had to say Packeter got injured or something. You might find by default that Bowen has to go back out wide. Yeah. That's the sort of thing to bear in mind. <clears throat> there for Gued will join up with Morocco as well, presumably Mavropanos will stand in over that period. Uh, Wolves will lose um, squad midfield, I think we should say, Bubakar Traore of Mali. Rayane Nori will likely join up with Algeria, which would mean a prolonged period, you would think, in the team uh, for Hugo Bueno. Huang will obviously join up with uh, Korea as well and will be a miss over that period. So you like some Sarabria might be in for more minutes over that period. A couple of players I, I did miss off the list going to the Asia Cup, by the way. Saman Goddess of um, Brentford will join up with Iran and obviously Wataro Endo of Liverpool yep. will join up with Japan. But again, I think if, if Liverpool got their midfield for it, uh, fit, he's not part of the I starting lineup. I think we may have missed Tomiyasu going to, with Japan as nah, well. Nah, I mentioned it. Oh, we? Okay, yeah, cool. you were part of that conversation. <laughs> I yeah. Uh, so I think probably the, the, the key takeaways will, will probably be an understanding that it is possible for players to only miss one game, but it's not likely. And if an Egypt win, AFCON, there's every chance Mo Salah's missing five game weeks, for example. Who wants to sit on that thinking, I hope he goes out this week. I, you have to bear that in mind, but I do get the value argument. See, as this pod has gone on and I've been processing that in my head, I think I'm definitely going to sell, regardless of the value. I just think that chunk of money... But but if you if you if you're really covered in your stocks, I think it also depends what's in your squad, right? If you're sitting there with like archers and say Kabore is going to Afcon as well, like it becomes like more of a problem, okay? So if if you're well set up, and obviously those who wildcard later on can set up with a stronger squad that perhaps can just manufacture and allow for a Mo Salah to sit third sub while he's away, because you've beefed up that squad that has say. Seven number, seven number attacking players that are confirmed regular starters. You pick defenders who you know are going to play and a good rotating options. So, I mean, if you take me for wild card this week, like it's not impossible. I go yeah, with like you'll be set up Gabriel nicely. Porro, Pau Torres, like a Livramento and like a Brantway or something like that, right? And you're going, well, yeah, they they can all play if like necessary. It's it's fine. 
So, but I would strongly advise, I know like Iwobi's been getting mentioned in quarters. I think you've got to be aware of that sort of thing. You don't want to land in game with 21 and think, I've got three players who I need to sell. And the thing is, you can think, oh, well, I want to, I want to sell those Salah and Son when it comes round. Yeah, but it's also worth knowing what we know that happens in this game, right? You'll get more problems. Yep, 100%. You'll, you'll have someone out of form you want to get rid of or someone else gets yellow or red flagged or something. So that gives you an overview of, of AFCON. But pretty much everything we covered, as I said, is all in that um, piece from all about FPL. And as I said, I know Mark and Az obviously covered on Black Box last night, the subjects as well, and that's, that's worth a watch and listen. Lovely stuff. That's it, What's I think. coming up for the rest of the week? Um, Ask James stream tomorrow. I don't know what time yet, but it's highly likely to be morning considering there is a, a Friday deadline. Uh, it depends when we record our Patreon pod tomorrow as well, but I'll, I'll confirm that later today on the socials, etc. Um, there will be a deadline stream tomorrow as well. Probably won't be a Q&A section afterwards because my team's playing and I want to go and watch them because they entertain me, Clayton. Got nothing to say to that, have you? Uh, no, I don't. Right, good. Is it a thriller in Eindhoven? Uh, I enjoyed it actually. Good. I, uh, yeah, it was a nice. It was a rotated team. Thought we thought we did well, but it was a, just a great social. Just a quick one. Yeah. Um, do you have any concern about Gabriel Saliba considering they played last night? Uh, or Tuesday no. night. No concern. Now Tuesday to Sunday is fine, right? Yeah. And it's not like you, you got cut quarter final next no, week. No. Saliba so. went off early. Rice came on at centre back. Uh, so yeah, no dramas. All right, that's a wrap. Uh, as always, guys, uh, remember to play it your way. Be nice to each other. Cue music, please, Manchild. The Fantasy Football Show. Sports Social Podcast Network.